A singing cowboy adopts three tough kids from Chicago in today's episode of This Movie Must Die. Episode four of This Movie Must Die. I'm Steven Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. In each episode, we review a movie and decide whether it lives or dies. It must battle for our affections against the winner of the previous episode. The winner since episode one has been Two in the Dark from 1936, a murder Hooray. mystery. Yay! The challenger today is a Western featuring the famous cowboy (laughs) Gene Autry (laughs) and his sidekick. I love I love how you guys won't wait until the end. You spoil it right away, your reaction. Uh, And it's I was just booing the fact that it was a Western. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, okay. Uh, uh, And his sidekick, Smiley Burnett. Uh, there's a little bit of drama, but the emphasis is on action, comedy, and music. Any general comments uh, before we get started with our lists? Yeah. Stephen, do you hate us? Is is that what this is about? Because we have uh, some contractual things we'd like to discuss with you. <laughs> First off, uh, if it's a musical... We want notification two weeks in advance so we can review it and potentially reject it. And any time yodeling is involved at any point, that's a fine. Oh that's a fine God. on your behalf. Just and just we, tossing that oh out. We at least need God. some notice so that we can brace ourselves. I mean, uh. you know, I'm watching this thing going, you can't sneak this in, Stephen, because we're watching it. <laughs> y- yodeling requires a trigger warning. Absolutely. Maybe a safe right. space and some crisis crayons. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a trigger warning for yodeling. I think other people have suffered worse in this world, just so you know. No, no one has suffered worse. I I don't think so. Well, maybe Snuffy Smith. Maybe Yeah, he's... uh, Imagine owning that nose. See, you guys complained about watching Hillbilly Blitzkrieg, which was, uh, what, episode two? Uh, You complained about watching it, but what if you actually had to have a nose like he does? I would not own a mirror. Not only that, but you do realize he's not real, Stephen. It, this is a movie. He looked it's, very real to me. He's not real. Actually, he's probably dead, but no, he's, he's not real. He's really dead. He's really, he's really, really dead. <laughs> Hooray! Look at him. He's trying. Now, it's okay to sing Wizard of Oz. That's the only acceptable musical. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, crybabies. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so let's go on with our list. Uh, Aaron, you start. Um, do you want the, the good stuff or the bad stuff? There's good, good stuff. stuff. The good stuff. Well, the good stuff, one thing I learned uh, is that school violence is okay. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, the fact that the school just, they break out into a brawl and everybody laughs about it. I think we should go back to that. I, I, I think that would... Uh, keep some bullies yeah now now stop trying to kill your classmates don't do that um you know we also found out that the uh history timeline i learned some new stuff 
that yeah. like gangsters and mobsters hang out with cowboys who fought with Custer. The whole thing was quite a lesson. Right. I Yeah. Uh, Smiley at some point says he, he fought with Custer, uh, trying to figure out how that works uh, within this timeline. Yeah. I, I was wondering how much of a fantasy this was because folks uh what we see looks like the old west except it's got modern things like cars in it so it i don't know if it is the old west i mean that general store looks like something that you would not see in the 30s it looks like something you'd see in the 1880s but what do we know we've only seen these general stores in movies i mean maybe maybe there was a period where the old west and modern modernity was still interconnecting i i don't know i so I what you're saying is out. there's a possibility that smiley or froggy or whatever his name was was just really 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 old and he had fought alongside custer or really well, drunk I assume that he was lying. See, folks, he uh, he. T- at one point, he tells the three kids, and we'll get to that. He tells the three kids a story about how he uh, fought against Custer or fought with Custer. I, I I don't know whose side he was on. I I guess he was on Custer's side, but uh, uh, yeah, he would have been um, he would have been way too old, uh, way too old to have done that. And uh, Smiley looked thirties, uh, maybe. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I find it hard to believe because he was so charismatic that he could lie about something like that. I know. I almost believed him until you and I looked stuff up. It's called fact checking for anybody out there who doesn't know what that is. Fact checking? Fact checking. Okay. It's where you, you, you're you like, hmm, I wonder if that's true. And then you look up for look references. It. Wow. I've learned something today. On the, on the Googles. You use the <laughs> Googles for that? So you uh, you looked up uh, when the Custer battle took place, and apparently there were no cars at that point. No, there were no cars. No, I I just so so anyway, it was good to learn something okay. new, and I guess you know I don't know coming up with a third one. I, I guess the uh, the dance was nice. I, I'm always glad to know that that's coming. In a movie like this, it's the only enjoyable part. So, you know, there has to be a dance. There's always a group of people dancing. So. And then you liked that there was dancing. That that was the only redeemable thing, I think, should be the takeaway from mm. that. Mm. That's it. <laughs> okay. Looks like, uh, looks like you struggled a bit to come up with uh, three things that you loved about this movie. Uh, Joshua. Yes. Stephen Niferous. <laughs> I thought that Smiley, aka Froggy, or Jar Jar, or whatever his full name was, right. was just an amazing comedian. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. He, I, I think that he graduated from the Fat Guy Falls Down a Lot School oh, of Comedy, um, which I, I, I cannot see enough fat people falling down. Are um, you are you hinting that you want something from me then? <laughs> wow, we weren't going to go there, but thanks for filling in the gap. <laughs> Josh, you had to lie. You had to lie for your first item on the on the list. You think Steven, I had to lie for all three? Okay, all right. I'm just getting started. <laughs> all right, all right. Continue. Because 
because unlike Aaron, I don't like dancing. So this movie had no redeemable qualities. Oh, all right. Um, so uh, I liked that. I, I did like that um, because, uh, uh, well, th- this is two of the things that I, I loved. I, I loved how, you know, these kids were just, um, just sort of walking gangster cliche uh, uh, kids. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, at one point, folks, uh, three kids come into this and, uh, I, oh, I think I said that at the opening was that, uh, Gene Autry, our singing cowboy star, he has to adopt, uh, three kids. Uh, we don't need to go into the full details of what happens, but, uh, there are three kids who are three, uh, three stereotypical Chicago mobsters, but, but kids, Right. And and so I liked how annoying they were because it all paid off when he treated them like any annoying cliche should be treated. They were tied up and yodeled at, <laughs> that, which I, yes. I, I don't know that that I'm sure that's been banned since that is, you know, inhumane uh, treatment. I mean, even for adults, but especially for kids. They do that at the Supermax prison. Do they? Yeah, that's what I read. Wow. Supermax. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, they were they were tied up when the yodeling occurred, uh, but you don't think they deserved that? Oh, I do. I'm saying we should bring that back. We should oh, okay. bring back the yodel torture for kids like that. Okay. They totally deserved it. I mean, you know, I mean, they, I, not that for starting the fight and whatever, just for having annoying cliche banter. <laughs> I think that's how you should be treated. Um, so that... Um, yeah, that's that's all of the things that I loved about this movie. I just, I, you know, I saw the name Gene Autry. I was not warned about that ahead of time. All I knew was the name of the film, which I'd never heard of. And I saw Gene Autry and my stomach dropped. Because I didn't know what that meant. He didn't really warn me. I, I, I don't know if he doesn't love me anymore. How did you know what that meant? How, just how did that I know? Western. Yeah, how did you know? I knew he's a singing cowboy, so I knew we'd get cheesy Western with singing. Oh, you didn't know. Okay. I, see, I did try to slip it in on you, but I guess I didn't. I guess it didn't work that well. I want to know how his hat stayed on in a fist fight. Like, like how does that even happen? And he, these people were the cleanest, like, yes. Wild West people <laughs> I'd ever <laughs> seen in my life. Well, I think that Stimpy uh, uh, made him a stay put hat. Like uh, how he made Ren stay put socks. Stay put hat. Yeah, stay put hat. And uh, and it's just full of glue. That's Stimpy's secret. Yeah, and I don't know what his secret is for staying immaculate at all times in, in that in that very fancy white cowboy outfit that he's in. Yeah. Oh, his girlfriend, too. Like, I couldn't look like that if I put five hours into work into it. <laughs> She did look great. She was very pretty. Her hair was perfection. Oh, you like the hair of the leading lady this time. Oh, yeah. It was really, like, classy. Very not Wild West. Very not Betsy Drake from the last episode. Yeah. So so tell us what you loved about this movie, Steve. Okay. I was able to come up with three sincere ones. Uh, The third one was a little hard. Uh, The 1928 song, In the Jailhouse Now written by Jimmy Rogers. It has yodeling and I love yodeling. I'm not being sarcastic. I love it. God. Okay. There's, we need to get you some help after the show. Maybe we should interrupt the show to get him some help. I'll make a call. Okay. 
You know, there's yodeling in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and I know you both like that. I don't recall that being one of my favorites, but okay. Uh, I do like uh, um, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's okay, yeah. but it's no Sleeping Beauty. But uh, now when I um, go back and, and rewatch it, I'm going to think about uh, you and the yodeling. Please do, because uh, that's one of the highlights of that movie for me is uh, the yodeling. I you don't like, like it. it as well as Sleeping Beauty? I like Sleeping Beauty better. And Cinderella is my favorite. Cinderella is a good one. Yeah, I like her outfit. Snow White's better than both those. No, I like Maleficent. Because of the yodeling? Uh, probably that's what tipped it for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I put uh I put Dumbo first, then Pinocchio, then Snow White. So is your house just full of yodeling records that you put on the hi fi? No, because uh the I have... hi fi? Yeah, that's the high listen to the yodeling records. Oh, no yodeling record has been transferred to C D or D or uh, MP three because no modern person would want to hear that. You just yes. called him old timey Steven. <laughs> There is yodeling available on Amazon Music, uh, and I just found that, uh, well, I already knew it, but uh, I found more yodeling when I looked up this song. Um, the, I found four versions of this song, uh, and the original had some yodeling in it. The original by Jimmy Rogers had some mm. yodeling, and I was very grateful for that. So, yes. Now, I, I, go ahead. I said, thank God for yodeling. Yes, thank God for yodeling. Uh, I guess I believe in God now. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> How else can you explain yodeling? <laughs> yes, Proof of the devil and God at the same time. <laughs> the only way you can listen to it is by asking for Jesus' help. <laughs> I, I really enjoy the yodel sound. Okay, uh, I, I now I want to make clear what I'm saying here. I'm not liking the performance i'm liking that we get to see walter tetley uh who's usually heard but not seen in radio plays and cartoons he was the middle child not the shortest and not the tallest but the the middle-sized child the pro probably the one who got to do the least uh we know walter tetley these days best as uh leroy in the great gildersleeve and as Sherman in Peabody's Improbable History, a segment of the Bullwinkle Show, huh. I uh, I assume you didn't hear the Sherman in his voice when he talked. If you were if you were if you were looking for it, you would hear it. Hmm. No, I was too busy plugging my ears and crying <laughs> by that point. Now, is there an episode where Sherman becomes a Chicago gangster with a with a cool name? He, I I don't think there is an episode of that, but I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, perhaps uh, in his wide, wide experience uh, with cartoons and radio plays and spoken word records and all, th all sorts of things, commercials, he probably had occasion to, to use his uh, gangster accent again. Okay. And the third thing which I struggled with uh, was the stunt whip scene. Uh, it looked like that was real. Um, folks, what happens is uh, a guy with a whip uh whips some paper in a guy's mouth could, could, could either of you describe that better or is that the best that we can do here um yeah i i think um 
maybe that was real. They got a real guy uh, who could do that. I, yeah. I, I've actually seen um, the Blue Monkey, um, the Blue Monkey sideshow do that live, oh, that wow. sort of trick with the whip, um, which is is pretty neat. Now, are you saying that you also think it was real when? Um, uh when mr haney or or smiley or froggy uh, the frogger um decides that he wants to use the whip and he whips the guy's pants off that Uh, was hilarious oh my god i'm still laughing about it no they probably use some uh fancy uh camera trickery to make that happen but yes uh, yes folks uh he uh, uh smiley is terrible with the whip and he well, actually, he's very clever with the whip. I mean, to have done that, <laughs> true. He whips the he whips the bottoms of the pants off both pants. I was just glad he was wearing underpants because nobody wanted to see that. But then again, I guess it would have got a different rating then, right? I I would have enjoyed uh, a little raunchiness, but uh, I guess I that's bet me. you would. Okay, yes. that's it. No, moving on. Moving way on. <laughs> okay, let's move way on to, and this is going to be so difficult for you, Aaron. What are the things you hated about this movie? Okay, do we need to talk about the whistling song, Stephen? The whistle. You know, just because they whistle, that's the same as yodeling. Just so you know, for future reference, <laughs> it's yodeling with your lips. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's it's the same. Just keep that in mind for next time. Wait, you hate whistling too? Well, it was a whistling song. It's one thing to, you know, whistle to get a taxi. It's another <laughs> to like whistle back and forth like you're singing, you know, a, a verse and 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 well, well, no. Do, do you dislike the Andy Griffith song, for example? Yeah, it's kind of song? annoying. Didn't I mean, like it's that. it's cute the first like five million times you listen to it, but then after five that, million, how many just... episodes have you seen? Yeah, wow. Are there five million ever fan? There no. must be. It's still running, right? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think everybody's old now. Oh, I thought you were going to say everybody's dead. I was going say, to, I, but then I remembered the little yeah, Opie I don't think guy. Opie's dead. Opie's no. alive. Yeah. Is Don Knotts dead, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Don Knotts is dead. I, I don't. I don't know what to do. What about Aunt B? Surely she's still alive. She's uh, she's deader than a doornail. Oh, don't say that. And um, uh, who's going to uh, take care of Ron Howard? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he uh, he just made a movie called Hillbilly Elegy. I don't know if that's as bad as uh, Hillbilly Blitzkrieg, but uh, I might make. Oh, I thought it was a remake. Oh, you thought it was a remake of uh, Hillbilly Blitzkrieg with Snuffy Smith? Yeah, or a sequel mm, okay. or prequel um, or okay. a reboot. So my second thing that. It was a hate and a like all at the same time. I'm doing a twofer. I was glad um, that they had the music and, and that they did so that I would know that the movie was actually supposed to be exciting in certain <laughs> parts because helpful. it was helpful. And Josh pointed that out. But since I go before him, I'm stealing his idea. No. So, yeah, no. But yeah, no, I really appreciated that being there so that, you know, I because it was so flipping boring um <laughs> yeah sometimes movies don't actually have to put anything in it they just make the mu- music exciting and then you're just like wow this is really exciting there was stuff in it but someone got shot and killed for god's sake where it, was that it was it was at the beginning it was uh 
it was how the whole plot got started. Uh, uh, Jim Barton, Legs Barton, he uh, he's the gangster who comes to town and uh, he gets shot in that shootout and he dies and he amazingly is... with no blood as well. I yeah, know, no blood. It, you know, and you know, and later on, I must admit that uh, these people were the worst ambushers on the planet. <laughs> it, it was. I, you know, I've never seen anybody think they were hiding out in the open and, you know, a, a simple, hey, look out was all it took to, like, save the day. I mean, the whole thing was just stupid. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, it was just really, really bad. So you didn't I, like that Champion the Horse uh, knew that the ambushers were there uh, at one point? I think there were several ambushes in the film, but uh, Champion uh, warned Autry against uh, that you didn't like that part i don't even remember that i remember feeling bad for the one horse that had the target circle around his eye i mean that horse didn't need that that wasn't very nice and I, it, I thought he was the horse version of pd the dog yeah that's oh maybe <laughs> that's, what I thought. that's what i think and i don't think that that circle doesn't come naturally on dogs and i don't think it comes naturally on horses either so they must have drawing it on like they did for pd in the oh, uh our gang but you know it's really sad when a movie lasts just slightly under an hour and at least once josh and i have to stop and go who's that guy <laughs> now how did that guy get there what are they really doing i mean there's no reason that short of a story should be that confusing but there were a lot of amb ambushes yes. for how long the movie lasted and i really didn't see anything about a prairie moon i think it should have been called prairie ambush these yeah. these titles in these kitty westerns and these b westerns they're not always kitty westerns like this one but uh these titles are so generic i don't see how the western enthusiasts remember the name of the movie because they're just so generic. Yeah, and no, this uh, this has nothing to do with anything in this film. Now, wait, Stephen, you're telling me that potentially this was for children because that leading lady at the end was riding that horse in a very inappropriate way. That's true. She was riding that horse like a whore. Yeah. Yeah, I not okay. I didn't okay. notice that. She wasn't was, riding it side saddle like a real lady. No, she was riding it with like almost pants. So I, I have a problem with exposing yeah, children. Yeah, one leg on one that. side of the horse and like a whore, the other leg on the other. I know. Who does she think she is? Yeah, the horse is touching her nether regions. There's no women's lib then. No. This no. is how children at the time learned sex. <laughs> that would explain a few things, actually. Yeah. So anyway. That would explain my mother. I don't say... I don't even have a word or a <laughs> phrase for that. But no, basically, you know, for I just hated the whole thing and it was just painful. And I hate you. <laughs> you know, in the very first episode, I asked if you hated me for making you watch the same movie twice, because the first episode is the uh, only one where we review two movies. You, you said it didn't make any difference. But now you hate me specifically for making you watch a particular movie. I think this is some sort of like psychological study on how long it's going to take for me to go crazy or kill you. One yeah. or the other. Yeah, I thought it was just an accident when it was Hillbilly Blitzkrieg. <laughs> but now purpose. it just seems malicious. Yes, that is a really good word. Malicious. Good job, babe. Thanks. You said no art films. And so... 
I'm giving you the least artistic films I can possibly give you. That is not true. You have been posting things about fun films like some knockoff Thor and other type movies that would yes. be enjoyable to watch. But oh no, I'm watching a singing cowboy. <laughs> I hate I, you. You mean you really uh, you really wanted to see that knockoff Thor that I, I, I posted oh, about on Facebook? Oh, Aaron would watch that for fun, but not me. They're, they're kind of hand in hand. Gene Autry, fake Thor. <laughs> it's pretty much all the same. <laughs> I, you know, I was told that fake Thor was uh, going to be in this movie, but uh, I was I was in error on that. Really? Where did you read that? I read that uh, online in 4chan. In what? On 4chan. What's that? It's a website where you... Is it really? Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate that. On the interwebs. Is it on the interwebs? Is it next to the Googles? Yes, it's right next to it. Jesus. (laughs) So have you you spewed all your hatred out yet? Yes, I'm going to turn it over to my lovely... Make room for my hatred. hatred. (laughs) Okay. Now, it was really difficult for me to come up with three things that I hated about this movie because it was just one big ball of hate. (laughs) So I'm just going to give you one thing. Songs, the songs. I hated them. I don't know how many there were, three or four hundred, and I hated them. Wait, even even the one with yodeling? There was one without yodeling? (laughs) Yes, there was, I think. I mean, I, I really don't like Westerns even when they don't put irritating music in them. <laughs> I think uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly would have been better with uh, In the Jailhouse Now by uh, Jimmy Rogers and some yeah. yodeling. Yeah, well, that would have been the bad part of Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> I love that movie. Why aren't we watching that? What if, um, what if this movie had been as long as The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Would you even be here? Would you uh, be dead or... Plotting my here. murder. Or... I'd be here, but you'd be dead. <laughs> uh, so it was just one big ball of hate, uh, and the songs were first. Was there anything else that you could that you could pick out in that big ball of hate? I, I I really can't point to anything else. There wasn't any single thing to hate. It was just it was just hate. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I never knew I had this much hate in my body. What's it like to be me? How does that feel? (laughs) I, what, what did you rate it on IMDb? Have you rated it yet? I did. I gave it a, I believe I gave it a two. A two? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not as big a ball of hate as it could have been. I mean, it it depends on how you look at it. It's because of the way that I rate things. Some of it is incompetence. You know, a, a movie like, the room is a good example of a one it's just complete incompetence (laughs) you know so it's not always about i mean you know uh, uh, the room even though it was completely incompetent and a very very bad movie i enjoyed it on some level even though it broke my brain um (laughs) just because it was so unbelievably weirdly bad and so it's not always about, for me, the way I rate things isn't always about enjoyment. So I hated, hated this movie, but I still recognized it was slightly more competent than The Room. <laughs> it was. Yeah, you have to admit that. More competent than Birdemic. It had real horses and uh, not fake ones. True. And and the horses did not uh, poop bombs. No. At people. no that one. would have actually been interesting. True. Don't you think? 
That should they we should put that in the remake. Mm-hmm. Prairie ambush. <laughs> Prairie it's time ambush. we have poop bombs. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, so that's, tell us what you hated about this movie. <laughs> I uh, well for one thing I did not hate the movie the way you guys did. In fact, I barely came up to disliking it. I I thought it was a pleasant, silly little film that uh that did not cause me great pain and uh believe it or not i did not assume that it would cause great pain in anyone else (laughs) Um, but it was pretty easy for me to come up with uh three hates uh first of all the kids uh like i said i love to i love that walter tetley was in there i could see him we usually don't get to see Walter Tetley, but he uh, he had the least to do among the three kids. And oh, by the way, he's he uh, he was 23 years old when he made that movie. You're kidding. Yeah, no, no. And he was the middle child. He was I... the middle child. He was 23 years old. He had some sort of um, I, th- I think they called it uh, Calamon's disease or something like that. Uh, they're not that's just speculate speculation uh but for whatever reason his uh voice uh never developed beyond pre-teens and so he he spent his life until he was 60 doing children's roles pretty much uh for uh usually you know as as a voice actor i i'm sure at some point he became um not convincing as a child, but I'm sure you would agree he was perfectly convincing as a child in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have questioned it. Now, was this the brain kid? No, the brain kid was the smallest one. Brains was played by Tommy Ryan. Walter Tetley played Nails. Nails. And David Gorsey played Slick. Yeah, and I I did not like the characters. I'm sure I would like the actors in different situations it wasn't really bad acting but you know they were required to be like you said stereotypical chicago gangster types gangsters as kids and they weren't amusing it's it's always interesting to uh, contrast any films with kids from this period to the our gang films also known as little rascals uh of the same period uh, because in the Little Rascals, the kids are very natural and believable, even when fanciful things are going on. But kids often in movies back then, and uh, I guess even now, uh, are not very realistic. Can I ask you a question, Stephen? Yeah, please do. So uh, there was just not even a 30-second, 45-second moment where Gene Autry, I think it was, walks in on the kids and they're singing and dancing for no reason. Yes. And and they're good, you know. And yes, thought, yes. And I thought, oh, well, they're going to do something with this. And they, and they never come back to that. Do you know why? I thought it was weird. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think it was weird, but... I did miss it because I, I thought that tap dancing thing that, that David Gorsey was doing was uh, was pretty cool. It looked like it looked like something cool that they were going to do. It looked like it would have been a cool number, but it got uh, cut off prematurely. 
It was the least annoying song in the movie. I can say that. <laughs> really? Yes. I guess I just thought it'd be one of those things where they're going to loop around and realize the kids have talent and like farm them out for like sideshows or something. And they just never even addressed what they were doing. I just thought it was weird. No, the thing that comes back is their little scheme of, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know quite how to describe it, the, where they start reciting numbers and then they attack right. the adult. I, I guess I guess it's some football reference that I don't get because I I don't know football. But that's it's... the one with the ball. Oh, is that the one with the ball? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it has a helmet too, right? right? Yeah, and this is American football for all our international. Oh yes, fans. for our international fans. Not uh, soccer. Yeah. So did, did did that make any sense to you that that football thing that they were doing? I I got what they were doing but it was just as annoying as everything mm-hmm. else they did yeah I agree. yeah yeah it, it's audience i'm sorry i can't describe it better than this no i just guess i thought you know that there was some talent there that uh wasn't being utilized and instead oh, they were they I were know. wasting it on whistling and yodeling and here are these kids or well who's not a kid clearly but there's talent that they're not focusing on i thought it was just an odd move yeah, I was really, I was really kind of taken aback when we see David Corsi doing that tap dancing. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really cool and enjoyable. He did a lot of movies where he played a tough kid. He, he was in a lot of the Bowery Boys movies. Some people know that series. In fact, his brother Leo Gorsi is a big name, and his older brother. They were on, uh, the, they were both in the uh, original play Dead End from the '30s. And that play spawned Dead in the Movie. It spawned all these uh, Bowery Boys, East Side Kids, Dead in Kids movies, long series where the kids uh, grew up until adults and still continued to play kids. So he uh, he was on stage and he probably had a lot of experience back then. But I really I really enjoyed seeing him tap, tap dance like that. That was uh, that was interesting. And the other boy. He, Tommy Ryan, the small one, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, He does have some scattered credits. Uh, It looked like for a time he was being promoted as a child star. Because at the beginning, we see four people uh, in the title sequence given special credit. Uh, When Gene Autry comes up, it's we see him and it's got his name, Gene Autry, uh, Smiley Burnett, the leading lady, and... um, and then Tommy Ryan gets his own uh, gets his own spotlighted uh, moment in the title sequence. So uh, he, probably at the time he was uh, he was being built up to be a child star. He didn't get a Wikipedia page from it. Hmm. The second thing I hated, I really hate to say this because he is a beloved figure among fans of these old westerns, but. I thought Smiley Burnett was extremely unfunny. Maybe he's funny in the other ones. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was that was really really awful. Was that the fat guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't f- funny. Yeah, Gene Autry uses his own name as a character name in this one, but uh, yeah, which I he, thought was odd. Yeah, uh, Frog Millhouse was the character name for Smiley Burnett, and I guess he's called Frog because of that weird deep throated thing that he does during a song do you think that's actually him i i did i do not think that was actually yeah, him. i didn't uh, think so i i'm i'm i meant to look that up in uh in the last 
I meant to look that up while my computer was frozen, but uh, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to see if maybe he's capable of that because I think I think most of the singing was his, but I also think it was dubbed. Mm-hmm. Was that common where they would do the singing and later, like in a studio, and then dub it over? Yeah, I shouldn't say dubbed. Um, uh, they would they would perform to their own song, but do it silently. Right, uh, and then and that's what's... yeah, that's so they could get all the uh, the singing right and the orchestration right. You know, it was just easier for them to do it that way. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's usually pretty obvious, though, that that's happening. Right. Uh, so he was obviously dubbed in that sense. But uh, did he do that froggy voice also? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But his name was Frog Millhouse. That was the name of his character. So uh, who knows? Who knows? It may be a mystery. Uh, and who or... cares? <laughs> Oh, boy, I really wanted to know the answer to that. Yeah. (laughs) How am I going to make it through my week now? Yeah, either way, we do know and we do not have to look it up. It was annoying. The excitement in this podcast is palpable. (laughs) The third thing I hated was the Barton Widow. I did not get that at all. It was such a simple plot and a short movie, and yet the plot was kind of confusing uh, it often is in these westerns because all the all the guys look alike and uh, and it's not clear what's happening. There, it, uh, folks, it's uh, cattle rustling in this movie. There's cattle rustling going on. Um, did you understand why the widow, why the children did not recognize the widow? Because apparently that's not their mother. That was just a scheme that Gene Autry cooked up to make the uh, villain think that he wasn't going to inherit the money so that he would um, not want to uh, adopt the kids and the kids would realize, oh, he only wanted us for the for the land. Yeah, I mean, the kids were in on it. No, the kids were on the scheme. They were? No, they were. No, they weren't. Well, that's the thing. Why didn't they call out that woman who was obviously was not their mother? Well, because they knew it wasn't real, but... They were being shown, according to the widow, uh, they were phonies. So, of course, they're going to say, hey, uh, you know, that's not, you know, that's not who you think she is. But they're according to the judge, if she was real, they were phonies. So, of course, they'd say that. Well, it would have been nice to have at least one moment where the kids accuse her of being phony because it just it just seemed really weird that they weren't saying anything about that. I I think they only complain that the three kids are phonies. Oh, because that's why I was confused, because I thought they were in on it. So even I well, didn't know what was going on. One kid suspected what the point of that was. They weren't in on the plot, but he suspected what the point of why he was doing, why Gene Autry had cooked it up. Right. Brains suspected yeah. it all along. Which, oh, now I get it, because he's brains. Yeah, he's, smart. Oh, no. no, but I agree that it was a weird uh, sort of plot twist there. Um, it it seemed, yeah, just to kind of come out of nowhere and it was only there for a second. And it, yeah, it was a weird way to turn the plot around. I'm glad you mentioned weird plot twist because um, I forgot to mention when I uh, said that I hated the kids. Uh, they seem to be bad, genuinely bad kids until a sudden turnaround. Right at the end, 
where they become good kids. I mean, they're not just brats. They, they suspect that the cattle rustling is going on and they're okay with it, but somehow they immediately change their mind at the end. It doesn't make any sense. So all, everything else in the movie made sense to say, you up to that point. Yes. You're, you're looking and you think this is logical, except for this one moment. I mean, I followed the plot, but I didn't really buy the motivation of most of the people. Right, right. It, yeah. But yeah, I know I thought that that was odd in the sense that it wasn't realistic, but not odd in the sense that this is the type of movie where kids just would suddenly be good. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... But yeah, they do seem like genuinely just bad Terrible kids. Terrible human it, beings. It seemed like they were probably just, you know, just kind of raising themselves, right? you know, there. And so they just learned how to survive by, um, you know, only caring about their own needs. Yeah, but it, there's no particular reason why they would have cared about Gene Autry. They they suddenly have the tr uh, this turnaround, folks, when uh, Gene Autry's about to be ambushed yet again. And they warn him off so he doesn't get shot. But I don't know why. Now, was that where the guy is waiting to ambush it? And he, In the and, open. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody yells something and right. then he can't shoot the guy anymore. He's just like, oh, no, yeah. things are happening and I cannot shoot the guy I'm pointing my gun at. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's just making correct. sure. Yeah, because the, the horse even stopped. So Gene Autry's not even moving <laughs> and he still can't hit him. Yeah, I, I I think that happens in every ambush where they he figures it out in advance or is told about it in advance. In the last scene, it's the kids, one of the kids, uh, Brains, I think, shouting, uh, watch out, Gene, watch out, Gene, he's going to shoot you. And and he's still like there for, for, <laughs> for like hours. He's just standing there with his, his horse for several hours before he finally rides away. And I don't. I don't see why they weren't able to shoot him when he was right there. Uh, yeah. And it, and I, I think it happens in the first ambush where the champion, the horse uh, detects that they're there somehow. And, and why doesn't he just yodel at them? <laughs> I don't know. You know, in a, in a gunfight, a yodel wins every time. Mm -hmm. I, I also know. found it interesting that the entire herd of cattle was like hidden in this little crevice with just a waterfall keeping it obscured like no one's gonna look there like you've got a whole herd of cattle missing and we're not gonna look behind the secret waterfall well there wasn't cows. a sign above it that said secret waterfall oh, right. was that the thing yeah so okay. that's why nobody knew so oh. everyone knew about the waterfall they just didn't expect there to be any secret behind the waterfall right i mean did you notice that gene autry is supposed to be the sheriff but he doesn't really sheriff anything <laughs> you know, I, I don't i don't see him actually do any law enforcement really well i think he's saying about it but you guys were plugging your ears <laughs> Okay. Okay. So um, it looks like we've got two thumbs down for you guys. And How did you ever guess? I can't believe he would just assume our opinion like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm a little bit of a psychic. I I, did, I thought you guys should know. Uh, I give it a thumbs down too. Uh, not nearly so violent a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was pleasant, but just uh, not up to. Not up to snuff, uh, whatever that means. Um, 
so three thumbs down. Uh, so I'm not going to assume what your verdict is going to be, <laughs> but I think I have a hint. Uh, okay. Uh, so oh, does this movie die or does it get pardoned? Uh, Aaron. Die. Josh. Death by Yodel. Death for me too. So I'm afraid that Two in the Dark from 1936 is still the surviving movie for the next episode where it will be challenged by Shadow of Fear from 1954. Until then, I'm Steven Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm still Josh Sperling. Goodbye, folks. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You're welcome. That was just for you. That was the best part of the podcast. <laughs> A singing cowboy adopts three tough kids from Chicago in today's episode of I can't hear myself. You sound kind of tinny, too, by the way. And in, in an episode of I, I can't, can't hear, hear myself. myself.